It is The Brink coming to you for a special episode. Special in the fact that we're bringing this to you on a Friday, a traditional day. That's right, for those long-term listeners would remember that Friday was kind of the day that was our day. We were on many days. We were on five days a week at one point, but Friday, the day of breakfast when we used to be just a weekly breakfast radio show. But we are bringing you this special edition for two reasons. One... We haven't brought you one all month, and we want to bring you an episode this month, which is September. And also, too, it's Grand Final Eve! And we used to have amazing times when we did Grand Final episodes on the brink back in the day. So we're going to bring you twofold special edition. We've also got a couple of great flashback snippets and some great little memories from the past, as well as a couple of best of moments that you will hear later on in our best of, but through our other sister shows that have happened in the last couple of weeks and even a couple of months, technically. Speaking of a couple of months, last month, a bit of a faux pas on myself, I introduced a section with Jimmy and myself saying that was at the Women's World Cup. It was actually at the State of Origin. So that was awkward. So I hope you enjoyed that bit of Jimmy and I at the State of Origin a couple of months back instead of being at the World Cup. But hey, we went to a lot of things that month, so... It, uh, it got busy, but uh, also apologies for taking so long to be here. It's kind of just me this week. Outside of the flashbacks, it's just going to be a bit of a me episode, which is fine. Let's be honest. That's why you're listening. You love me that much. But it is grand final eve. If you're listening to this on the day that it is being released, it is the eve of the 2023 AFL grand final. And there's mixed emotions on this podcast today because generally, as a Carlton fan, every time we did a special episode of The Brink on the eve of the grand final. I never had to worry. Carlton haven't been good for quite some time. It's not since 1999 have we made a grand final. I was 12 back then. There was no way I was on radio back then. I was a good five years away from my voice entering the radio sphere. But I will say that this year, the closest that we have come to making a grand final in 24 years. The first time in 23 years we made a preliminary final. Carlton went on a bit of a run. And I also think that's a little bit of reason why it's been a bit delayed in this episode because the nerves were floating, everything was going around. I'd actually been to Melbourne a couple of times in the last few weeks, saw Carlton win the semi-final, uh, sorry, the elimination final against Sydney, basically cried my eyes out when they beat Melbourne in the semi-final and then was in Melbourne last weekend at Icon Park for the live watch party as Carlton put up a brave effort for a quarter and then went down to Brisbane, unfortunately, to miss out. So... Over the years, you've heard Josh on this show as an avid Richmond supporter get excited. You've heard Sam, an avid Geelong supporter, get excited. We even had Kelly back on in the day. She was a dog supporter. She wasn't on this show, of course, when they won the premiership. But for the majority of our co-hosts on this program, they've experienced premiership success or even grand final success. Anthony, he's a Brisbane supporter. And we're about to talk about them in just a moment. Yet, sadly for me... It just hasn't happened. So there was a bit of a delay in getting that over the line. But, hey, I would just like to firmly put out there that as a Carlton supporter, extremely proud of our year this year and hopefully things will get better moving forward and that this time next year maybe we can be celebrating Carlton in a grand final, which I will say right now, if that was the case, I would be shitting myself. I was shitting myself enough during this finals campaign without us making a grand final. So I would not want to know how I would feel on the eve of a grand final final at this stage but it is the eve of grand final this year it is Collingwood versus Brisbane it is a grand final that let's be honest most people predicted it's first first second it's very exciting 
if you're a football fan, an AFL fan, Australian football fan, I should say. And for those with long memories, of course, we would remember the 2003 and 2002 AFL Grand Finals, which featured these teams. Now, the 2003 version wasn't the best game in the world. It was a pretty much one-sided affair. Brisbane, of course, claimed their third consecutive Grand Final at the time. But the 2002 Grand Final, one of the most iconic Grand Finals of all time, very tight, low-scoring affair that Brisbane won right at the death. One of my favourite Grand Finals that I've ever witnessed. So this is a bit of a nostalgia trip for many people who have been watching the sport for a very long time or are, of course, of a certain age. And I do also think it's a case of Australia versus Collingwood because unless you're a Collingwood fan, I don't think anybody's going for Collingwood tomorrow. Although I will be 100% brutally honest with you, Brinkers, is that if Collingwood won, I don't know I'd be that upset. If West Coast won, if Essendon won, if Hawthorne won, ugh, no thank you, done, couldn't give a shit. Whereas Collingwood, I don't like Collingwood, but something in me is like, I'd be somewhat okay with it. Even though they would equal Carlton and Essendon with 16 premierships, I still would be somewhat okay with it. But having said that, I'm not going for them. I'm going for Brisbane. As is tradition on this show, the day before the grand final, it's been a while since we've done this. I don't think we've done this since the days when Josh was on here a few years ago when Richmond were winning all the time. We like to get people amped up, pumped up, and ready to go with the grand final team songs. Let's get it over and done with because I feel bad for playing this, but let's if you're a black and white fan and you're excited for tomorrow, then you're going to get excited for this right now. I've always wondered the premiership's a cakewalk, uh, that line. Apparently I was reading a bit of history about the club songs recently and they did remove that line from the song for quite some time. But then they brought it back because the fans were like, well, no, that's confidence, showing pride in the team that the premiership's a cakewalk. And, of course, many people know they hold the record for most grand finals lost Collingwood. And, fun fact, they haven't won a grand final in September since the 60s. So there's a fun fact. Guess we should play it out. Good old Collingwood forever They know how to play the game Side by side they stick together To uphold the magpie's name See the barricades are shouting As all barricades should Oh, the premiership's a cakewalk For the good old Collingwood Oh, it's not the worst song. It's catchy. It's fun. I mean, I was at the MCG last week when they won by a point over GWS to get into the grand final, and there's passion involved. The stands in the MCG were shaking. I mean, it was pretty epic, but there you go. Uh, Again, let's reiterate, Collingwood have not won a grand final in September since the 60s. The two premierships they've won since in 1990 was one in October, and in 2010, one in October. So uh, there you go. Could be a bit of history for them. The other team, on the other hand, it's a good song. But let's see if anybody hasn't heard this song in a while, if you recognise a more famous tune that this song 
perhaps he's known for. French, you might be feeling a bit prideful. French national anthem, you didn't pick up on that. Although I like that very specific, we'll kick the winning score line. We are the pride of Brisbane town, we wear the blue and gold. We will always fight for victory, like the Troy and Bears of It's none of this premiership's a cakewalk, we are the best, anything like that. It's like, yes, we'll kick the winning score. That will help us win the game by doing that. So always like to kind of hear that honesty. Of course, Brisbane last won a grand final 2003 when they beat Collingwood and they lost in 2004. So it's their first grand final in 19 years. Collingwood's first grand final in five years where they lost, of course, to West Coast. Their last premiership, 2010, as I mentioned. So it's... Exciting on that level where we're kind of going to have a new team that hasn't won in the last 10 years. As a neutral, it's always nice to have a team that either has never won it before, it's been a little bit of time since they've won it. So I go Brisbane, but uh, of course, if Collingwood wins, just just don't tell anyone it'll be okay. Big weekend for Brisbane. Big week for Brisbane, of course, sporting teams. The Broncos in the NRL Grand Final on Sunday. Now, I'm in Sydney, of course. Now, I will be at the NRL Grand Final on Sunday. Sadly, the Sharks did not make the grand final, but it will be Penrith going for their three-peat ahead of the Broncos. I generally like Queensland sporting teams. I've got a bit of soft spot for the Queensland sporting teams, except for the Brisbane Broncos. I really do not like the Brisbane Broncos, so I will be going for Penrith. And then in the soccer slash football world, the Australia Cup a week later, the Brisbane Raw playing Sydney FC. So Brisbane could have a chance to have three sporting championships in seven days. Could it happen? Who knows? AFL Grand Final today, tomorrow, or anyway, whatever you whatever you celebrate. It's a big weekend in Australian sport. It's Grand Final weekend. Get around it. Now, you just heard this year's Grand Final talk. Let's go into the vault right now. We're going to go back to 2011, very much nearly on this day 12 years ago, the 30th of September 2011. So basically tomorrow at the time of releasing this, This was our episode, our weekly episode back then in 2011, and it was our grand final edition of the show. This was Samuel McCrossan and myself hosting this episode ahead of the 2011 grand final. And that year was the last year that Collingwood, well, actually, no, it wasn't the last year. It was the second last year Collingwood was in the grand final. They're in a 2018, Ben. You already said this. 2011, they were in the grand final. They lost to Geelong. And Sam, of course, is a big Geelong fan. So this was our little segment ahead of the Grand Final. That was a very big episode back then, by the way. That was the episode we had Willem Dafoe famously 
on the show that year. So it was a massive, massive episode for us. But this was our talk with Sam ahead of that game. Now, you won't hear the Collingwood song again, don't worry, but you hear the Geelong song, so you get three AFL songs this morning. And I'm even going to start this clip a little bit early, get a bit reminiscent of when we used to have our social media tag ahead of us coming on air, which always fun. Bit of Rebecca Black in the morning. So uh, let's check this clip out. There really is no excuse. Welcome back here to the Brinkman Edge Radio. It is 18 past seven, Friday the 30th of September 2011, the final day of September. And what a show edition we have for you today. Is that not right, Samuel Porcupine? I'm just going to call you Porcupine because it's too long to say your whole name. Massive show today. Huge. Massive. Huge. You're about to burst, aren't you? Magnificent show. That's why you actually, we're here on time and we're here to get into it because we're just, we're just fueled to the brink. It's going to be a terrific show, Ben. It is. We're pushed over the edge of excitement because on the show, Sam, in uh, probably about 10 minutes time, uh, we're going to be joined in studio by uh, two Liberal MPs, one from Bass, one from Braddon in Michael Ferguson and Adam Brooks. So they're coming away very, very shortly. Uh, we also have joining us today at about eight o'clock running for Hobart City Council and good friend of ours here in the program, Mr. Ben Pillman. And at night... Nine o'clock as well. We're going to be having somebody coming in here, Sam, to talk with you because uh, you're a Geelong supporter. We're about to get to that in a second. Um, and we've got a Danish Collingwood supporter, Andreas Lead. Now, you don't find them walking down the street. No, you don't. No, well, you don't. No. No. And I literally didn't find him walking down the street either. Has he got all his teeth? I, I hope so. Mm. I, I, I can't say I've met the guy in person yet. So, well, I, well he's Danish. So of course, he's going to have all his teeth. They're very well health over there. He's got good health in, De- in Denmark. Princess Mary's gone over there and, you know, taking control of things. Yeah. 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 And also on the program, Sam, we can't also forget that um, we spoke to last week uh, Robert Mamone, who plays Dr. Sid Walker on Home and Away. We'll get to that today. But the big one, during the week, of course, we had the big Hobart premiere of The Hunter, big movie film down here in Tassie. And on this program, we will be playing an interview, a chat that I had with two-time Academy Award nominee Willem Dafoe, better off... Uh, a lot of people probably know him from, uh, he was Green Goblin in Spider-Man. He was, um, he was in Finding Nemo. Um, he's been in lots of movies. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing from William. Willem, Willem Dafoe, and also we're hearing from the director of the movie himself, Daniel Netheim. And I haven't spoke to Will Hodgman when he was there. So we'll play that as well. Good. Good. But speaking of Will Hodgman, and he's a Geelong Cat supporter as well, too, it's our grand final edition. We can't forget this because every year, Sam... We, we have a big grand final show. Mm. We, we love the grand final. We would love to be over there, but unfortunately, we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're here, and um, I was talking about you last week, Sam, because mm-hmm. our, our topic last week was finding out from people how they cope with their team playing in the big match in the finals. And you've got a little over 24 hours until your beloved Cats go for yep. their third premiership in five years. Yep. And uh, how are you feeling Oh, nervous. Yeah, no doubt about that. I was probably nervous, more nervous early in the week, actually. But you're sort of getting a bit bit used to the fact that you're playing off in another granny? Yeah, experience helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I was not more nervous earlier in the week. And um, as the week's gone on, I think I've just got sick of being nervous. So I've just gone, oh, okay, doesn't matter. Given that it's against Collingwood, though, does that make you just want to win more? Oh, well, wouldn't it be good? It'd be good for two reasons if John won tomorrow. One, they win a premiership. And secondly, Colin would lose a grand final. How brilliant would that be? It would be very brilliant. I, I like the the fact that people all week are saying it's the grand final this week is uh, Collingwood versus the rest of Australia. Yep. Because um, yep. essentially, if you don't go for Collingwood, I don't think you would be going for Collingwood in this game. That's, that's right. So it's it's it, just the atmosphere, though. You mm. always find this with grand final week. It's just it's nothing nothing like it. Nothing else. 
I think there are probably um, tribes of natives spread across the world who are untouched by civilization who won't be going for Collingwood this weekend. I pretty much would have to agree. There are Martians on the planet Mars mm. who have never heard of Earth. Mm. And they are not going for Collingwood this weekend. They won't be going for Collingwood. There, there, are, there are people who are dead who won't be going for Collingwood in this That's weekend. Right. My, my chooks aren't going for Collingwood this weekend. They are going for this. And you, you want to hear this song that I'm about to play. Because every year, grand final day, uh, day before grand final, we like to get wet people's appetites yep. and get them excited with a bit of their team. So, uh, Sam, we'll play yours first. We might save that other garbage towards the uh, beautiful, beautiful song. End. So uh, let's get excited for this for Sam. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played. Still waiting for them to change that lyric. They're not going to change it to Skilled Stadium. You think they're going to stick with the traditional name? Yeah, traditional. We, yeah. of course, uh, had uh, Adam earlier on this year. He was uh, competing in the Sledge of the Edge, and uh, he got second for Geelong. Unfortunately, oh. couldn't bring it home. Fremantle did win that, but the Cats oh. got second, Sam. So we've heard oh. this a couple of times this year already. At least for our one something. Yes, yes, the first time they've ever got a trophy in their cabinet. So you're expecting to hear this tomorrow at about oh, 4.35 o'clock? Oh, I would be so happy to hear it about that time tomorrow. Even yeah. though, as I was saying before, you've won two premierships in the last four or five years. Mm. So you still, you, you, are you greedy? You want oh, more? Oh, yeah. Very greedy. Very greedy? So hungry. Once you've one. tasted one, you get a second and you just oh, want another yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny yeah. to actually think that uh, you haven't been in the grand final since 2009. I know, I know, I know. But, also having said that, you've been in four of the last five grand finals. Mm, so, mm, dominance, mm. and uh, look, I, I'm I'm not going to deny that I'm going for Geelong tomorrow. Oh, good. So, I, I as I said, we were saying before, I think the rest of Australia are who don't go for Collingwood. So. Your, your willpower is appreciated. Is it? Yes. Well, apparently, um, <laughs> I was... I was, before we go back to the music, we're about to go get Adam Brooks and Michael Ferguson on this program. Um, last Friday night, I did not let it slide that I was going for Collingwood. And I had a lot of people panning me out for that. Not for the fact that I was supporting mm. Collingwood, but for the mm. fact that apparently the sides that I support lose, Sam. So I actually had people saying to me, please don't go for Collingwood because you're going to make us lose. Oh. So now you're worried, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will proudly state that I have a very high success rate on grand final days for the teams I support. I think the only team that I have gone for that have lost in the last, or however many years I've been doing it, I think I went for West Coast the year that they lost to Sydney, and I'm pretty sure I was going for St Kilda last year. So there's about two instances. Oh, right. oh, and of course, the times of Carlton lost, but we won't get into that. Yep. There are about two instances in the last 15 years that my side on grand final day have lost. Right, good. So good. remember I think, that. I think that's good. It is a, yeah. It's a good strike rate. Nostalgic. Absolutely nostalgic, although my voice, I just don't get me started. It hasn't really changed much. It's been 12 years. Of course, Geelong did go on to win that grand final, so all the nerves that Sam had uh, were were unwarranted, and my lack of supporting the right team generally stood, which I will say, for the most part, has remained true. Generally, the team I go for generally wins, except for those years Hawthorne won all the time. So just saying, got a pretty good track record. So there you go. I'll say that again tomorrow. Go Brisbane. (laughs) 
All right, we like to play clips from our sister shows. We're going to have two for you today. We're going to separate them to keep you a bit anticipated. We are going to play a little snip right now from an episode that we did recently on the Oz Network. Now, this is... um. Kind of want to apologise for this one because this one might be seen in a bit of bad taste, but we also like to have some fun with the show. So at the same time, I don't apologise for it. Sadly, in the last month, we lost the lead singer of the iconic band Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell. Sadly, passed away a few weeks back. We were on air in those final hours where he was, I guess, in hospice care. So we were trying to work out you know, would he pass away by the time we finish that episode or release it? This is what went down. So I, yeah, just just listen to it and see if maybe I do need to apologise a little bit more. I, like, I knew nothing about this film. So I, I thought he was going to be like a sleaze. He was going to be like cheating on her. Like, I thought like, oh, obviously he's meant to it's be. the opposite. But like, I legitimately thought like he was meant to be unlikable. Like, oh, okay, look out for this guy. He's, you know, doing, he's Jason Alexander. He's off raping people or something like that. But like, as in the character Jason Alexander played in Pretty Woman. <laughs> Not the actor, Jason Alexander. I'm sure he is not a rapist. Um, <laughs> that is a sentence that no one's ever... <laughs> Welcome to the Oz Network. To clarify, Jason Alexander, not a rapist. Um, also, Larry the, Inter- Larry the Cable Guy, not a p- chronic masturbator. Uh, also, we- Gary Newman and Gary Glitter, two different people. <laughs> Tom, Hank- uh, Tom Cruise, gay. Uh- <laughs> and today is definitely Noah's birthday. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. <laughs> and props to Brendan Fraser. Actually, we haven't done that in a while. Remember he won an Oscar? Oh, what a day. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Tanya Roberts. Oh, I thought say rest in peace, Brendan Fraser. Ooh. Oh. Rest in peace, lead singer of Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Uh, but. <laughs> He's an all-star. It's game on. <laughs> Get paid. Um, it's like um, what's his face, Scatman John, all over again. That's sad. <laughs> Don't die on us. Um, iconic day. Where were you when Michael Jackson died? Where were you when Princess Diana died? Where were you when the lead singer of Smash Mouth died? I know that's what my kids will be asking me in twenty years. You remember where you were when the guy from Smash Mouth died? We don't even Recording know his name. Was in Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to look up his name now because now I feel bad. I owned their first CD. It's literally lead singer of Smash Mouth is what we're saying. <laughs> Poor guy. He's dead. Uh, he will be by the Steve time. Steve Harwell. Oh, rest in he peace. He doesn't look like a Steve Harwell. <laughs> no, he, he was in Rat Race. We can, do, can we do Rat Race as a tribute? <laughs> That's a great film. We've talked about doing that before, haven't we? Rat Race is a great free- movie. Oh, yeah. That was almost on our anniversary a uh, month, a couple of years ago. I always forget how much I love that Walking of the Sun song, too. Yeah, Christopher like, Walking of the Sun. No? Yeah, Walking, I get it. We were having this conversation at work today, and I'm like, oh, they also did that um, that cover of uh, Big Yellow Taxi with Vanessa Carlton. I'm like, no, that was Counting Crows. I'm like, oh, they oh, did a song well, from Shrek, too, didn't they, as well? Accidentally they did, um, I think it was in Lethal Weapon 4. They did Why Can't We Be Friends, the cover of that. Oh, that, that old Why Counting Crows. Why Can't We Be Friends. No, that wasn't Counting Crows. What? Oh, what? Hang on, Smash Mouth. What are we, they're the same Smash band. Mouth did Why Can't We Be... They're not the same. They're not <laughs> nothing alike. <laughs> I, no, no, no offense. Rest in peace, Steve Harwell. But I mean, Counting Crows blow you guys away. Oh, so you're saying they're better? Counting Crows are better than Smash Mouth. Uh, but I'm still, about, I'm about to kill the did. lead singer of Counting Crows. I'm like, you've counted enough crows. Die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the lead singer. What's his name? I gotta write it down. Steve Harwell. No. Steve Harwell. Message Noah and just say Steve Harwell dead. 
Shrey on a Shrek anniversary. Uh, that's an and by the way, happy birthday. Tell <laughs> Kel Not we've finally got an excuse to do Shrek. Steve Hartwell's dead. He'd be like, who? <laughs> oh, I wonder if John Voigt, uh, not John Voigt, oh, maybe John Voigt. Who else do <laughs> you want to kill this week? No, I was thinking of, um, oh, what, what's his name? He was in the first Shrek. He plays, um, um, Lord John Lovett. John no, not Lovett. Love it. Love it. No, not no. Lovett. Um, <laughs> John Lithgow. Which Lithgow, John? yeah. Third Rock from the Sun guy. I was just thinking, oh, John Lithgow would tweet out his <laughs> tribute. And then we got John Void out there. We got John Lovett. <laughs> Too many Johns. Oh, rest in peace, Steve Hartwell. What a man. Um, <laughs> wonder if he liked Sleepless in Seattle. Quick, get him on the phone before he's dead. <laughs> Hi, is that Steve Hartwell? Sorry you're dying. Uh, what do you think of Sleepless in Seattle? <laughs> Actually, can you? I'll give you some homework while I talk. Can you message Billy Garcia and ask him what he thinks of Sleepless in Seattle? <laughs> Not going to message Billy Garcia. <laughs> That's how you think every movie. <laughs> hey, Billy, what do you think of Pretty Woman? <laughs> Who's your favorite romantic comedy queen of the 90s? Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan, or Julia on, Roberts? On week four, we could just give him rank these films in order. <laughs> he would do it. Do it. There you go. That's your homework. And happy birthday, Noah. Um, so, Bill Pullman, he's the nicest guy. He's allergic to everything. Um, he shows up to dinner. We've got David Hyde Pierce. We've got uh, Francis What's-A-Face. Um, I, lo- I love this guy. He's just like... I'm allergic to bees, like every but I'm allergic to bees. Uh, I don't know why that's my like, favorite character in the movie. My favorite character in the movie is the worst character in the movie, the babysitter. She's the worst. <laughs> but she's just like so terrible. She's great. Um, but I also love, I love Bill Pullman when they're like going on about everything. And it's like, oh, at my wedding, we had salmon. You're definitely going to have salmon. I'm not allergic to salmon. I don't think. <laughs> Like, he's so nice. Like, he's just, like, he's cute. He's, like, he's allergic to everything. And Meg Ryan's so in love. But then I guess you kind of get this, like, initial moment where, like, well, maybe she's not in love because, well, is this her mum? Like, her mum's very young. Like, good job, Meg Ryan's mum in this film. They're trying on, like, this wedding dress. Good job. You had a child at 15. (laughs) Don't refer to her as that. Um, She's not Ben Powell. Um, But... (laughs) Like, kind of say, this woman who played, look her up. Is she still alive? Why is she still with us? And Stephen Hartwell is it? It's not fair. <laughs> Why does God take them so young? Um, I really have nothing against Smash Mouth. They have two good songs. Um, <laughs> At least. <laughs> didn't they have three? They had. I, I feel like, oh, no, you know what? They're, this they is the most random song ever. That's the other then one. Then they did that one. Yeah, but the, but there's an original song of theirs. They also did from with I swear it's every movie from like 1998 until 2008 had to have a Smash Mouth, but it was uh it was for the Tim Allen movie, the superhero movie Zoom, and it's called So Insane. It's a great song. <laughs> Actually, they did another song off another movie that was like on the end credits and like <laughs> hang on, I'm blown away. Now we were talking about this. There was some movie I watched once and like there was this like original song and I'm like what's this song and I like I shazammed it. And it was it was Smash Mouth. It's called Hang On. I'm, uh, I'm looking. Well, you you have a list of your Smash Mouth songs in movies, was, and there no, are thirty it was, credits. It was it was on my iTunes. Hang on, Smash Mouth movie. What movie was that from? Cat in the Hat. This is when we did Cat in <laughs> the Hat. When we did the, the, the end credits, we're like, we like this song, and it was 
yeah, you know their career went bad when we had the one good thing about Cat and the Hat was Smash Mouth. Um, I feel like we need to go back and listen to Cat and the Hat. We've probably talked too long about it. So we're doing it now. They're not even in this movie. Sorry. I'm so Famous last words. Steve Hartwell. He's dead. No, not Steve Hartwell. By the time we're run, done running through all their filmography of songs, they'll be dead. I wonder if, like, he'll get, like, a, you know, a public outpouring of grief. Like, it's like, you know, Bob Barker's sad, but everyone thought he was dead. Jimmy Buffett. Honestly, it's the first thing when somebody says, oh, Jimmy Buffett died, he had too many margaritas. Uh, um, like, Smash Mouth, no, it's up there with, like, when Prince died or David Bowie. Uh, we are talking too much about Smash Mouth. This isn't 2003. Um, Meg Ryan's trying on this dress, and this is kind of where you get that first little moment of, like, you know, because she's so in love with Bill Pullman, but then, like, her mums are like, oh, and we met. And when the hands touched, it was like our fingers were connected and all this kind of stuff. And she kind of has that look of like, hmm, do I really feel like that about Bill Pullman? That's what Colin has every time when Jamie uh, talks about her love for him. Colin's like, hmm, do I really, do I really love her? Uh, you do. Colin loves Jamie, all right? I'm not saying you don't. Colin just doesn't show it. <laughs> this is... Which... It, 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 well, I was going to say it's a competition between me and Keanu as to who she loves the most. <laughs> and a competition between I you. could be Bill Pullman here. Does she prefer Pullman or Paxton? Um, oh, definitely Paxton. She has no thoughts whatsoever on Bill Pullman, but she loves oh, Bill Paxton. How can she not have thoughts on Bill? I have thoughts about Bill Pullman every day. <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, Bill Pullman. He's alive still. He's alive still. All right. Don't take Bill Pullman away. You took Bill Paxton away from me. Not Bill Pullman. Leave us at least one Bill. <laughs> There's one Bill. Here's another famous Bill. Le Leave us Clinton. Bill Skarsgård. J oh. Jamie will kill us if Bill Skarsgård is gone. Wait, that's the one from um, the Chernobyl one, right? It. it oh, it. No. Uh, the, yeah, not Tarzan, the other brother. But wait, isn't who's the Skarsgård in? Isn't there a Skarsgård in uh, Chernobyl? Yeah, I don't Alexander know Chernobyl Skarsgård. Chernobyl. Yeah. Well, J don't don't take him either. Jamie will kill you. Oh no, that's the, that's the true blood little dick guy. No, who's the one I'm thinking of? There's another famous Bill. Why are we talking about famous Bill, Bills and Johns? Bills. <laughs> Bills. In Chernobyl. <laughs> Is that a Beyonce song? Bills, Bills, Bills. <laughs> um, I don't understand what this has happened to this episode. Wow. Stellan Skarsgård is the one in Stellan Chernobyl. Stellan Skarsgård. There's a scar. I knew there was a third one. Jamie also doesn't want you to take him from us. I knew there was it. Like, I mean, you got to take one. I take a scars guard over Bill Pullman. Like, seriously. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> even you would say that. Come on. You can take like the bass player from Smash Mouth. Nobody even knows his name. What's we that? didn't know Steve Hartwell's name either. Well, okay, like, let's listen back to Steve Hartwell. But like, the drummer of like the Foo Fighters died like a year ago. I'm like, I'm people. Oh, with... that was. Well, yeah, that was huge. Exactly, but like. If I'm being completely honest with you, outside of Dave Grohl, I didn't know any of the other members of, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, they're fine. The Foo Fighters, I wouldn't know anything. So when he died, I'm like, well, that's sad. Okay. Sorry. For, you lost fans of the Foo Fighters. But when you say the lead singer of Smash Mouth, I'm like, I know that guy. He was in Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett was in Jurassic World. Like, I mean, you know, was he a Skarsgård? Jimmy Buffett Skarsgård? Um, John Skarsgård? Oh, it's scene two right now. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm going to get this done in two and a half hours. I, 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 will, I will make a bet with you. Now, we do get carried away. I will admit that. But at the same time, it's all in good spirit. It's all in a bit of humor. It's a bit of fun. And obviously very sad that Steve Harwell is no longer with us. But, you know, at the time, we had to, we had to go through our pain by laughing. 
That's what I say. You, you're feeling pain, you get out there and you laugh. So, um, yes. But if you want to listen to some more great episodes on the Oz Network, look up the Oz Network, oznetwork.net. Great show. You, will, uh, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Classic interview time. And this is one that I thought we'd played, but we hadn't. Many, many years ago, before he really shot through the stratosphere, we had a certain Tom Gleeson on this show. And, of course, always very well-known figure in Australian comedy. He's been around for 20, 30 years. And, of course, maybe in the last five, six, seven years with his show uh, Hard Quiz and he had Hard Chat segment on uh, The Weekly with Charlie Pickering. Of course, won the Gold Logie, famously campaigned for Grant Denyer to win the Gold Logie. All the stuff that's come around him. Very, very funny man. We had him on a long time ago. Uh, I believe this was around about Spiegel tent time. Uh, if you remember the uh, grand old Spiegel tent that used to be a thing uh, in Hobart. So uh, in the lead up to Spiegel tent, we got Tom Gleeson on and let's go back into the vault and listen to our chat with Tom Gleeson. Tom Gleeson is one of Australia's most loved and respected comedians who is returning to Hobart as part of the Spiegel tent extravaganza in March. I spoke to Tom about his amazing career, as well as why it has taken him five years to return to Hobart and suing Mitchell Johnson for copyright infringement. Tom, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. Thank you. Good morning, Ben. It's a pleasure to have you here, mate. Very much looking forward to uh, seeing you here in Hobart once again. Uh, are you looking forward to uh, gracing our uh, beautiful city and performing at the Spiegel Tent? Yeah, I've actually never performed at the Spiegel Tent before. I, I, I've certainly sat in it and enjoyed many shows in many different cities, but I've never actually been on stage, so... This is my first chance to do a solo show in there, which is very exciting. But but also, I don't I don't think I've done a solo show in Hobart for about five years. I, I've neglected you a bit, yeah. so I, I feel like I've got to come back and make amends. Mm, well, now that you've told us that, <laughs> then uh, we're going to have to ask you to make it up somehow. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm finding with the Spiegel Ted actually speaking to a lot of people who are performing at it. Uh, there's sort of two sides. Like some people uh, have heard of it. You said yourself you've been uh, watch shows in it. Other people haven't heard much about the Spiegel Ted. When did you first experience the Spiegel Tent, Tom? Sort of as a, as a viewer. When did you first hear about what this even is? Uh, I sat in it in 2001 in Edinburgh, and I saw Paul Kelly play for an hour. Wow. Acoustic, and it was great. And then it was, I didn't, re- and then I didn't realise how much it would travel around. I've since been, I've watched shows in it in Melbourne, in Adelaide, in uh, New York. Wow. Uh, Sydney. Uh, I've seen it in Brisbane. <laughs> it's funny, it's like an old friend that keeps, uh, I keep seeing it as I travel around the world. So now I get to be in the Spiegel tent in Hobart and it's a strange feeling. It's discombobulating because when I walk inside it, I can remember having seen many shows in many cities and, and, and by the time the show's ended, you sort of, I feel like when I'm walking out, I don't know where I am. It's kind of like the TARDIS. <laughs> you get that in Hobart now too. You haven't been here for that long. You were like, what's this place again? I haven't been here for a, a, a long time. Now you're doing uh, two shows on the 17th and 18th of March. The show is called Quality. Now, Tom, I have to ask, can the audiences expect a quality show from you? Oh, absolutely. I, I only perform the highest quality stand-up. I'm very... Um, I'm a very discerning comedian. I don't. I don't just throw out any old rubbish. So yeah, it's 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 obviously a premium, but people will have to pay a premium too. It's kind of I, I'm kind of like the business class of comedy. So you've got to pay a little bit more, but the services. Fast most other acts. <laughs> as long as it's not Qantas, uh, then it might sort of uh, lose halfway <laughs> through or be shipped offshore at the moment. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, it's, um, it's quality, not quantity. That's usually what I go for. Well, you've been described as the thinking man's stand-up comic. Now, I don't actually know what this means. Does this mean that I'm going to your show, people have to think a lot more to get the jokes? I mean, how do you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I uh, 
I'm funny because I'm a comedian. You're just going to have to take that. <laughs> uh, you're just going to have to appreciate that that's going to happen because I've been doing it a long time. But I don't know. I don't just make easy jokes. I try to make people think a little bit as well because I figure if you're going to talk to people for an hour, you probably should have something to say. Mm. You can't just string together, you know, a whole lot of funny moments and expect that to be satisfactory. Otherwise, it's just like a Big Mac. You know, you eat it and then you forget about it. <laughs> I pride myself on trying to get a little bit deeper so hopefully people can have a good laugh but still be thinking about the show weeks afterwards. Good explanation. Haunting them, maybe. Mm, haunting. <laughs> well, that's. I don't know if I've ever gone to a comedy show and had it haunt me for a while, so maybe I definitely need to come and see you now. Yeah, well, you know, I like to, I don't know, I like to make fun of things that adults make fun of, you know, like maybe you maybe deep dark fears sometimes. It's not just as simple as making up jokes about airlines, you know. <laughs> Very true. And one of the performances on the 18th of March, that's actually my birthday, Tom. So, I mean, if I was to come and see you on there and heckle you to sing me happy birthday, would you do it? Well, to be honest, I'm. you could heckle me, but I have a reputation for being very good at um, sorting that kind of riffraff out. So you're more than welcome to have a go, but I might then proceed to tear strips off you for 10 minutes <laughs> until eventually you have no soul. And um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it might I might ruin your self esteem for the next decade. So I'm just <laughs> so you can, but I'm just saying it. I, I'm worried about your welfare. Like it might it could ruin your birthday. But but sure, give it a go. Give it a let's go. See, let's, give it a try. Let's see how we go. I'm happy to give it <laughs> to see what happens. You might have some people coming to this show then uh, that saw you last time in Hobart who are still recovering <laughs> from perhaps heckling you the last time you were here. Yeah, well, it is. It, uh, some people they have to go to counselling after they see my show. If they if they heckle me, often they. <laughs> Sometimes I suffer from post-traumatic stress. It can be very serious. <laughs> oh, this is hot. You um, so how how old are you going to be? This oh, question. It's a very personal question. I, I'm going to be turning the ripe old age of 27. Oh, very exciting. After there you go. It's all ahead of you, isn't it? Yeah, it is exactly. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Uh, yourself, though, Tom, you've had a, an outstanding career across a wide variety of mediums, uh, even involved in breakfast radio like myself. Now, I've, I've been doing this breakfast radio show for quite some time. I've only moved to five days a week, though, recently. It can be a bit of a struggle getting up early in the morning, coming here to do the radio. Is there any advice for a five-day-a-week breakfast host to get out of bed, get prepared, get ready to turn that voice on in the morning that you'd want to give me? Yeah, quit. Quit. It's a terrible job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just quit. I just, I don't know how you do it. I did it for two years. I actually got offered, they wanted to renew my contract and I asked for too much money so that I'd say no. I really don't recommend it as a lifestyle choice unless you enjoy just being angry at your partner on a Friday at five in the afternoon because you're tired. I really don't recommend it as a career. Get out while you can. You're still young. <laughs> I'm going to hang up the headphones right now. This will be my last ever interview. I quit on the brink this morning. Uh, and a lot of... if, you can, if you can sneak into the drive shift, I, I think that would be a good thing. I, I think you should maybe just slowly chip away at that. Yes, yes. Just, uh, okay, that's a good, good, good idea. I'll have words to the program director after this. Uh, a lot of people also... Uh, uh, remember you too, Tom, Australian fast bowler character from Skid House in the early 2000s. Now, do you think, given Mitchell Johnson's recent exploits, oh. particularly with the moustache, is it time to bring back the Australian fast bowler? Yeah, maybe, but I think he's got it all sewn up. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought I've made, I made fun of this 10 years ago, and, and it's all happening all over again. It was funny. It was like a rebirth, but, but I felt starstruck when I saw him. I, every time he got a wicket while I was watching the Ashes, I was like, thanks, Australian fast bowler. <laughs> <laughs> So I was I was enjoying it from afar, yeah. So 
Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's time for a comeback. Mm, or maybe you could sue Mitchell Johnson for copyright infringement. I don't know. <laughs> I could. I guess they just stole this idea from a from a Channel 10 Southern Cross sketch show. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, come on, Mitchell. Come on. Uh, now, we, we like to wrap up every interview time with a set of five questions. But just before that, sort of going back to uh, your time here in Hobart. been a while, you said, since you've been here. Have you had much of a chance to at least experience some of the sights? Are there some parts of Hobart that you'd like to see that you haven't actually got a chance to see before? Oh, I'd love to see see MoMA. Is that what it's called? Mona. Mona, yes. Sorry, I keep saying the wrong thing. Mona's in New York, I think. Anyway, I travel a lot. What can I say? I'm successful. <laughs> Mona. I want to get to Mona. I keep hearing great things and I have, I've not been there yet. I've got a friend of mine who's going to show me around. Oh, you're going to so love it. So that's something I'd love to do. I mean, I'd like to drive up Mount Wellington again and Hopefully it snows at the top and I can get a big pile of snow and put it on the bonnet of the car and drive back down into the city to show everyone that I've been to the top of the mountain. That's a bit of a thing, isn't it? It's a very big thing. Every winter. <laughs> You'll love Mona, though. You'll love Mona. There. Absolutely love it. And uh, I don't know if anyone has told you about the poo machine at Mona. That's my selling point for Mona. I, I have heard about that and I have a two-year-old and I suspect that her and I will like it equally. <laughs> if you don't like the poo machine at Mona, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've heard. I've heard it's pure joy. It is, absolutely. As I said, we wrap up every interview instead of five questions. These are the easiest questions you'll ever answer in your entire lifetime, starting with question number one. What is your favourite type of cheese? Uh, oh, blue. Blue cheese. Quiet taste we've found. Yeah, I like blue. Yep, yep. I like it because I'm, I'm always like enjoying things that other people don't like because it means you get it to yourself. <laughs> right, okay. That's a very yeah. good point, actually. Uh, question number two. When it comes to toilet paper, are you a folder or a scruncher? Um, I use baby wipes. Baby <laughs> Like I said, you know, I demand high quality. I just, toilet paper doesn't cut it for me anymore. Yes, well, why not? Uh, question number three. Growing up, what was your dream job? Oh, I thought I, I wanted to be a farmer because ah. my dad was a farmer, but he said never get a job where you've got to rely on the weather. So I've moved into show business, which is far more predictable, weirdly enough. Yes, indeed. Well, there's still time. You can retire on a farm, perhaps. And yeah, I could do that, yeah. One day. Uh, also growing up, who was your child? Childhood celebrity crush. Oh, Dennis Lilly, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say. Followers based on he was a hero to me. <laughs> well, that works. And you've got a famous character after it, definitely. Uh, final question for you today. Tom Gleeson, what is your worst habit? Oh, it's my worst habit. Um, swearing in public. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I swear on stage, so... I just figure I can do it anywhere, and I, I quite often swear at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't done anything this morning. You've done all right there. No, I've done, I've done okay. I'm on my best. I know that I'm on radio, and so I'm doing my best. But, <laughs> yeah, quite often I'll just I'll just swear while, you know, ordering a pizza or something, and people look at me like, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if, the uh, you know, the pizza guy uh, mucks up your order, then... Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll get a bit scared. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, you can see Tom Gleeson with his show Quality on the 17th and 18th of March here in Hobart as part of the Speak for 10, 7pm on each of those nights. Tickets available right now online, and of course you can check out Tom's website at tomgleeson.com.au. Appreciate the time, mate. Looking forward to seeing you back in our fair shores and our fair city, mate, and I hope you enjoy your time at Mona. Thank you so much, Ben. See ya. Great to have Tom on the show. And Tom, if you're listening, remember to come back on the show. Hi! All right, we played one best of moment from another show. Let's play another one for another show. This one's going back a little bit of time. Last month, we celebrated the Women's World Cup. Of course, a month-long event that happened in July and August here in Australia. And uh, on Off the Podium, Olympics podcast, great show, download now, award-winning podcast. We were on air when my beloved Germany choked and got eliminated. So... How did that go down? 
Let's hear it. Columbia's- I swear, I've seen about five or six players get taken off the field in the last Because Korea are milking the shit out of this. Because they know <laughs> that if they milk this longer, it will slow the game down and they're going to they're gonna draw this. That, this is the thing about Korea. They're not even going to go through. They can't go through now. They've got to score like 20 goals right now and beat Germany by that much. They're just doing this to be dicks like the men's side were in 2018. Like, <laughs> what does Korea have against Germany? Like, what does anyone have against Germany? Can we get Noah on the line to ask him? I don't know. I just, oh, God, I, I'm wearing, I'm going to rip this jersey off in a minute. I've got another one. <laughs> Burn it. Uh, just sad. All right. Why is it only Australia that has gone to plan so far? And even then they lost to Nigeria. It's stressful. I want to go back to this world where I didn't follow women's football. Um, Group B, Australia and Nigeria obviously go through. Hang on, I'm stressed. Have a shot, have a shot. Oh, you missed it. You've got one job. It's to get the ball in the net. All right? I have a job. This is commentary. To to produce podcasting. Okay? I don't do a very good job at it, but I'm not a professional (laughs) paid millions of dollars to travel the world doing this. You've got one job. Kick that ball in the net and you missed. Right? Like, come on. That is just... And they've had like twice as many shots as Korea too. This is just such a German thing. They dominate the game and let one lazy goal go in the back and then all of a sudden, poof, out, done. Thank you very much for coming. We're German. Um, (laughs) How's how's it being a Dutch supporter? Jared, is it fun? Yeah. Living (laughs) the high life. (laughs) I know, at least Germany have won World Cups in the past. It's kind of like being a Carlton supporter. It's all in the past. It's like a Toronto Maple Leaf supporter. You live in the past. <laughs> you can't do anything good in the future. All right? At least if you're a Dutch supporter, you've never tasted success, so you don't know what it's like. All right? It's been taken away from me. Okay? Ben's Col- getting aggressive here. It's very German of me. All right? Germany is losing, and he wants to tear down everybody else's team. And Colombia <laughs> can't even do anything. Like, Colombia just equalize. You've got all the fans. Shoot it in the net. <laughs> Not above it. <laughs> it's the big thing with sticks and nylon in the back. All right. German probably invented it. They invent things. God damn it. I don't even Not know where air. I'm at. <laughs> I'm sad. This isn't good. We should have recorded this at like after the game. So I could have at least freaking <laughs> breathed. A little bit more. And the game should have been over by the time we started. <laughs> what should have been? Are they going to blow the whistle right now, are they? I'm like watching it in reverse because it's behind me and I don't know what to do. <laughs> These two are looking at me, going, get on with the episode. We don't care, but I'm stressed. <laughs> All right. This is just... Oh, don't like you a, start I'm milking like- the clock. You're German. You need the time. <laughs> Come on! I'm about 40, 45 seconds, I think, ahead of you, so I'm I'm well, gonna yeah. try to contain myself if anything happens. Oh, just like don't do what I did and freaking! Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really? Must... I can't believe it. It was the whole nothing happened. <laughs> you want me to defer the point system? My reaction. <laughs> um, yeah. This isn't no fall. Fall down. We'll give a free kick. Don't fall down for the sake of falling down. Do it to make it look real to get a free kick. All right, that's what you do. Come on, uh, I'm seeing that I'm just I'm looking at a screen with Morocco and Colombia on it. Colombia aren't doing me any favors. It's just not good. And they're going for a run. Korea are probably going to score a goal here now just to rub salt in the wound. No, the German falls down. <laughs> 
This is why I don't commentate. But where's football. our color commentary here? Ben's <laughs> feeling lonely out there. <sighs> mogul, mogul, mogul. Uh, <laughs> bring back the moguls. Put moguls in the middle of that pitch. Do, are Koreans good at mogling, Colin? Um, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> clearly you don't, I don't know of any good know. Korean mogulers. So I'm sure the Germans will beat the Koreans in mogul skiing. <laughs> would they? I don't know. There's been Germans who were all right. Germans are good at winter sports. Germans are good at all sports except for football. <laughs> God sakes. Alexander Pop, here you popped yourself through nothing. God damn this bullshit. Um, what other? Ha- what else happened? Uh, Japan and Spain went through. Um, that was unex- not unexpected. Good for Japan. England and De- yeah, J- Japan probably been the most consistent time side of the competition. To be fair, go yeah. run, woman, run, run your little legs <laughs> off, run, choo choo, train it. Don't hit the red players. Hit the net. No, no, the other way, the other way, the other way. Go, no, don't let her kick the ball. <laughs> that is some bullshit right there. That is absolute bullshit. Well, Morocco won, so if we don't get a goal, we're out, basically. Put, put the goalie up. Park this the bus. Weed. Put the coach on. Put, like, put all the Berlin on. Just <laughs> rush put, the field. Put Ben on. Rush the... Put me on. I've got a German You've jersey. You've already got the jersey. <laughs> I'm feminine. <laughs> He's got, got the physique. He's got the jersey. Come on. I saw Barbie. <laughs> I hate men. <laughs> Oh, don't you give a free kick away for that. Just shoot the goddamn ball. Give it a penalty. The German fell down. Oh, what have they done? All the Germans hurt herself. Have they given a penalty or a free kick? Have they done something good here for us? Have the bribes come in yet? FIFA like money? No. (sighs) What am I doing? So, Jared, Um, how have things been? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't handle loss too well. So, um, it's either through inappropriate humor for someone like Steve Harwell or just sulking and being a grumpy shit when Germany loses. Simple. (laughs) All right, that's it for the show today on a special Friday episode of The Brink. I feel weird saying a special Friday episode of The Brink. We should should bring it back on Fridays. We're hoping to come back for you next month with some of our regulars on the show. Josh, Sam, uh, who knows? Casey, bring her back. Uh, let's just bring some special guests all together. Who knows? Uh, maybe maybe we'll get Willem Dafoe back on. It's been 12 years. Who knows? But uh, stay tuned here, as always. Subscribe. All those regular things you do on all the good podcast channels. We appreciate your support if you're listening to us. After all these years, again, next year, 20 years on air. 20 years. Technically, it's 20 years on air this year, but 20 years next year since we started in some form on Edge Radio. So, uh very much a nostalgic time here on the brink. Thanks to all the clips that we played. They did well. They played correctly and you heard them. So therefore they did a good job. And thanks for you for listening until we next speak again. My name is Ben. Remember to keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, Sydney and good night. Good night.